0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Peyton Doyle, host of the Peyton Doyle Show. Hope you all are having a fantastic Friday today. And today we have an all NBA show. Going to talk about Zion. Going to talk about who I think should win NBA MVP. Going to talk about is Russell Westbrook the best player on his team? And we're also going to talk about is the Warriors dynasty really over yet? But I want to lead off talking about Zion. Zion Williamson is the prince of the NBA. He's the heir to the throne. Zion is hands down the best rookie in the league this season. Since making his debut in January against the Spurs, Zion is averaging 24 points per game on 58% field goals percentage. He's also averaging nearly seven rebounds per game. And to put into perspective how great Zion is really playing and how good of a rookie he is, the only rookie to score more points in their first 15 games than Zion is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, he's the only he's the only one. That's some, that's some pretty good company, I'd say. Zion did, however, miss the first 44 games of the season, so... His probability of winning rookie of the year is pretty low because he did miss more than half of the season. So they'll probably give it to Ja Morant. But Zion is still hands down the best rookie and he has the brightest future. Zion has the capability of becoming the NBA's biggest figure and potentially bringing balance to the NBA. Zion is extremely efficient. And doesn't shoot threes. That is something that the NBA isn't used to. Really, other than Giannis. Every NBA star has a three-point shot. And even Giannis has a way better three-point shot than Zion. At this stage in the game right now. I'm not necessarily saying. Zion. Is going to be. LeBron. He will never be LeBron. The The player right now who I believe in 10 years will be the closest thing to LeBron is probably Luka. But even that, there will will never be another thing like LeBron James in this league ever. And Zion is not going to be LeBron. And he might not even be the best player in the world. But Zion will be the biggest icon in, in the NBA. Zion's likable. He he has this funny personality, everyone likes him and he's a great player. Okay. Steph Curry was the face of the league and he never was the best player. He's the only Unionivs MVP Steph Curry is and Steph Curry also changed the game. He has 3 rings. He changed the he changed the way this game is going to be played forever. Steph Curry showed us that the saying live by the three and die by the three may not always be true. He showed us that maybe you can just live by the three and just keep living by it. Since 2014, the average three point attempts per game for every NBA team has gone from 22.4 to 33.9 three point attempts per game. Also, Small ball lineups such as the Houston Rockets this season, where their tallest players only six foot seven, probably would have never happened if the Warriors didn't show us that it could be done if Steph Curry didn't do it and lead the way for that. Steph Curry showed us that living off shots that are 35 feet away are, are actually a possibility. It's actually not crazy to take those shots up once in a while that, I mean, LeBron, even the other day against the 76ers pulled up from, from the logo that doesn't happen without Steph Curry showing us that it can be done and it can be done in an efficient manner. Zion is going to do this as well. He's going to bring balance to the NBA. He's going to show us the importance of a dominant and efficient power player once again. And he's going to balance the league with these three point shooters and power bigs. So while Zion may never become the league's best player, I think he could, but he might never do that. He will probably become the face of the NBA just because of his personality. And he's probably going to change the game. So now let's lead into my next topic. And I'm going to tell you guys who I believe should win MVP this season. So with the NBA season, a few months away from coming to a close, the MVP race is heating up. The leading candidates are Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James. Giannis is obviously, you know, as we all know, looking to get back-to-back MVPs. And LeBron is looking for his fifth career MVP. LeBron is leading the league in assists right now at age 35 in year 17. He's also averaging 25 and a half points and nearly eight rebounds per game. That's crazy for a 35 year old. LeBron has also played in more games than Giannis this season and is playing way more minutes than Giannis. He's averaging 35 minutes per game. Giannis is averaging 30 if you go by playing over 50 games, that adds up to a lot of minutes in difference between them. LeBron has showed he is still the NBA's best player in year 17 by showing his ability to take control of games at will. LeBron at any moment in time when he wants can take over any game. Okay. That, that takes a lot to show at year 17. LeBron has been the best player in the NBA for more than for more than a decade. But they can't just give him an MVP every season, even though he's been the best player every single season. But LeBron has something going for him this season, and that is that LeBron is the NBA's best player and the league's best story. The Lakers missed the playoffs last season. LeBron was injured. Many question whether or not LeBron is still King James. Well, he's answered that. LeBron is still King James. He changed positions at 35 years old, and he's averaging a career 10.7 assists per game, and he's leading the league in assists. Something he's never done before. All of this while dealing with the tragic passing of the great Kobe Bryant. LeBron is still the king. LeBron is the best story this season, and he is the NBA's best player. This should add up to LeBron being MVP this season. How many people can lead the league in assists at age 35, change positions, come off an injury, have all these things going against him this season, have all these doubters, have all these haters, and time after time again, show us every single reason why he is still King James and he's still the greatest player that this league may have ever seen. So yeah, (laughs) on to my next topic. Is James Harden really the best player on his team? The Houston Rockets are the league's most interesting team. At times, they look like they can contend for the title, and some other times, they lose to the Knicks like they did this week. As we all know, they traded for superstar point guard Russell Westbrook in the offseason. And, you know, this fit to me seemed a little little strange, because both Westbrook and Harden are pretty pretty ball-dominant players, I'd say. And the fit just seemed like it was they were going to clash now it's working better than i had expected and but i i still can't tell who's the man every team has their man you know who's the man in houston i think russell westbrook is the rockets best player he's the man westbrook is having his most efficient offensive season yet He's averaging a career-high field goal percentage, and he's also averaging 27.5 points per game. Harden, don't, don't get me wrong. This is no disrespect to James Harden. James Harden is an incredible player, but his style of play, to me, makes it difficult for teammates to get into a rhythm. Because with this iso ball, he's holding on to the ball for so long, and... He's either shooting a three or he's driving to the lane and getting fouled. So if you're on Houston, you're, you're you're probably sitting there watching just getting cold on offense. It's hard to really get into an offensive rhythm when it's just running through one guy. Russell, Russell Westbrook doesn't take nearly as many shots, and he's more efficient on the offensive end than, than Harden, and is better at facilitating and incorporating teammates. He's better at passing. You know, I mean, he averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons for crying out loud before he got to Houston. He's he's a pretty good passer, okay? And with Harden, it, it's hard to get into a rhythm. He dribbles out the shot clock, then either shoots a three. This is why I believe Russell Westbrook is the best player on on the Rockets. And if the Rockets want to have a chance of beating the Lakers and, and making it to the finals this season and actually doing something in the postseason. They, 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 first off, I don't know if this small ball lineup is going to work in, in the playoffs because the game slows down and defense becomes very, very important aspect of the game as it is always, but mostly in the playoffs. And they might want to run the offense through, through Westbrook more because he's going to get everybody into a rhythm. He's going to get the ball moving rather than having a lot of ISO plays for James Harden and, you know, getting everybody kind of cold and you know what I'm saying? Russell Westbrook, basically if the Rockets want to, if the Rockets want to move on to the finals this season, they really need to make Russell Westbrook their main guy. They need to have the offense running through Westbrook. Now, this is, this is something I want to talk about. It's a question that a lot of people have probably asked themselves or another. Is the Warriors dynasty finally over yet? The Golden State Warriors have been very bad this season, as we all know. They're awful. This is not something we're used to. They made the finals the past four seasons, winning three of those four finals. But... With Kevin Durant leaving to go to Brooklyn and Klay Thompson tearing his ACL, getting hurt, and Steph Curry breaking his left hand. He came back last night, though. Looked pretty good. Many are saying that this dynasty that the Golden State Warriors had is now over. But I'd like to say, you know, maybe not so fast on that. The Warriors have the worst record in the league and have a high chance of getting the number 1 overall pick. Meaning they have a chance at getting James Wiseman or LaMelo Ball or any other top prospect. They have a chance at. Next year, Stephen Clay will hopefully be fully healthy and they're probably going to return to being the NBA's most lethal backcourt, especially in terms of just shooting. They they traded for Andrew Wiggins who they can put at small forward. He'd be nice at three. And they also have Draymond still, who they could put back at the four. If they take James Wiseman at center, that team could be potentially dangerous in my eyes if they get a little bit of depth. And Eric Pascal, he, he looks like a pretty, pretty solid rookie. He could be a nice role player in this league. So they need to get a little bit of depth. They have James Wiseman, put Draymond at four. Stephen Clay come back. Everything's looking good for them in in my eyes next season. I see this almost as like a one-year break for the dynasty rather than an ending. It's just kind of like a break, almost like the Spurs did when they went 20-62 and after making the playoffs for seven seasons in a row. The Spurs got the number one overall pick that season, which just happened to be a guy named Tim Duncan. Uh, They drafted him and played him alongside David Robinson. Ran like a Twin Towers lineup. And obviously we know they won a championship together. Tim Duncan went on to winning five, of course. And I could see a scenario like that for the Warriors this season. So maybe people should really slow down when acting like this is the end for the Warriors. I'd say it's not the end. Maybe it's just the beginning. Maybe they get Wiseman, I'd say, at center. That's probably the best pick. And... They they go and they three-peat, you know? Maybe this is just the beginning for them, and Steph could get a couple more rings under his belt, become the greatest shooter of all time, Klay Thompson as well. You know, maybe this is really the beginning, not the end for them. So that's it. Zion's going to change the game. LeBron... Is still King James, and he's going to win MVP this season. Russell Westbrook needs to be the main guy in Houston, not James Harden. And the Warriors dynasty may not be over yet. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Please make sure to like or subscribe wherever you're listening to this show. And make sure to tune in next Friday at 2.30 for the next episode. Thank you.